millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you like all things mischievous, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Morris Cox. Your diarrhea is that bad? My wife's uncle insisted that I go to a nearby store and buy all their emodium. Clean them out. I asked if he was sure, but he was still insistent. He often insists on things despite being told that it's a bad idea, which really annoys me. So off to the store where I grabbed every box of emodium. The cashier was not happy and I don't blame her, especially since I had five dozen boxes on the conveyor belt. I handed a receipt for $634.12 to the uncle and he finally saw reason. It was a pain to sort and go back to the store and explain the situation, but hopefully next time he'll ask why I'm asking if he was sure. If somebody's being overly dramatic and says, I need you to go to the store and empty them out, get every one of them, and let's say they hand you their credit card to go buy it, would you be maliciously compliant and buy out as much of those as you could? Or do you think you'd just go get a couple and chalk it up to them being overly dramatic? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. This next story is by Peace and Greece. Let me go? Fine, you'll lose millions. This was around 10 years ago. I've always been very technical minded and was able to read blueprints, construct complex devices, weld, MIG, TIG, stick. Certified, in fact, among other things, I took a high-paying job with a company that made several things for railroads. The job entailed most of my skills I mentioned above. It was a very small department. In fact, there were only two or three of us, but we got along great and challenged each other, which led to higher production. Sadly, the other guy in my department left for a better job, which left me by myself. My supervisor was great as well, liked to joke around with me, left me alone to focus on my work, and had my back when I needed him. We actually assembled signal enclosures and mast and ladder houses for railroads. Fast forward to three years later and the owners buy a much bigger location and move the whole company. As you might expect, several departments get shuffled. Yep, my department gets folded into a completely different department that has no clue what I do. At first, it was fine, but it starts to go pear-shaped pretty quickly. My new supervisor seems good at first, but I quickly realize he's a snake in the grass. For example, I had to help the prototype department assemble a new lighter type of mast and ladder house. So I'm printing out issues and suggesting fixes, etc. New supervisor's not happy. He keeps coming over huffing, groaning under his breath, standing over my shoulder, etc. He finally interrupts and asks in an angry voice, How much longer will this take? I respond, I have four more hours today and eight hours every day after that. He looks puzzled. So I explain, this is my department, this is where I work. These are my responsibilities, so if it takes two months, that's how long it takes. Almost as if to get the last word in, he says, you work where and when I tell you, and storms off. Next day, I'm called into the office and they force me to sign a letter that states, I now work in my new supervisor's department. 
Fine by me. I watch from a distance in my new department as all the stock, hardware, parts, orders, etc. of my old department begin to rack up. And since I'm the only one that works in that department, or rather used to work in that department, nobody's doing a thing about it. After about two weeks, my old department is a disaster with items being thrown wherever it would fit. Orders that began to miss deadlines and higher-ups wanted answers. Sure enough, I get called into the office where the new supervisor blames me for everything, but wouldn't let me get a word in. Of course, they let me go without any reason or paperwork. The look of relief on my new ex-supervisor's face when I walk out was priceless. He had no idea of what was coming. I leave with a smile plastered to my face because I knew something they didn't. I was the only one that knew how to build the mast and ladder structures. I relaxed at home for around two weeks because I knew I would be getting a call from them. I ignore the first dozen calls. Then I answer, can you come back and build, train new hires, etc. for your department? Sure, I say, for $20,000. Now that may seem like a lot, but it wasn't. They made millions from these, so there was really only one option, pay me 20k or lose millions. Long story short, they went back and forth with me, but finally conceded. I received $20,000 for two days work, and they were helpless. The cherry on top was my new ex-supervisor was fired for being a nitwit and costing the company $20,000. You would just think that if a company is merged or acquired, or things expand and get reshuffled, You think that the supervisor that's now presiding over you would take time to actually analyze the situation of what you're doing, how important it is, blah blah blah. But no, they were just like, you don't seem to be doing anything, move over here, you don't need to do that. And then the whole foundation crumbles and the building collapses because the one person holding up the corner that nobody was noticing was told to let go of that corner. Our next story is by Mega Low Smart. Drive an 8-ton backhoe 5 miles down 2-lane highway at 15 miles per hour? Okie dokie. So I worked for this horrendous jerk when I was 19 for $8 an hour, and he hated that I worked two other jobs. I never missed a shift, but he would work me late on purpose, knowing I would only get 4 hours of sleep before school just so I might quit one or both of my other jobs. Anyway, I show up to work for my 4pm shift, and my boss tells me to take the backhoe down to ABC Business because we have a crew of 10 guys ready to load gear onto pallets and I need to put them on the truck. Well, ABC Business was 5 miles away and the tractor only goes 15 miles per hour top speed. So I'm like, are you sure? It's only a two lane road most of the way and he cuts me off and says, quit arguing, if you say another word you're fired. I was mad. I don't take disrespect kindly and it certainly wasn't worth $8 an hour. So I get about 20 minutes into my drive and he starts blowing my phone up. The tractor is loud so I played it off like I didn't hear the phone. Back before people mostly put their phones on vibrate, I get about halfway there and realize he was probably talking about ABC Business's old location that shut down 6 months ago and is only about a mile from origination as opposed to 5 miles. So I drove the rest of the way and kindly called my boss back to inform him the location was empty and nobody showed up. 
Of course, he meant the old location, and although he suspected me of malicious compliance, he chalked it up to incompetence of a 19-year-old kid and sent everyone else home with two hours pay. He was so furious because he couldn't yell at me for being dumb, and I got the rest of the night off after my long drive home, pulling over every 30 feet or so to let people pass on the highway. Little wins are all we get sometimes, and I savor this one 12 years later. I'm just thinking about how boring it has to have been to drive this thing down the road so slowly. I think I probably would have gone insane. This next story is by Ladybug Whisperer. Forgive me, officer. Of course you know how to do your job. So this happened back around the end of 2018. I worked for a supported community living company. My day-to-day consisted of assisting clients with developmental disabilities perform daily tasks such as administering medication, toileting, transportation. But a major part of what I did was behavior de-escalation. Many individuals that are part of IDD, intellectually developmentally disabled communities, have behavioral issues that range from harmless to extremely violent. I sincerely enjoyed this part of my job. At times it was dangerous, but you would always learn so much from just trying to help them regulate their emotions. A behavior is just them trying to communicate a want or a need that they have. They just don't know how to use their words sometimes. On this particular day, the client that I was closest to had a meltdown. Punched holes in the wall, tore a blackboard off the wall, pushed over a large cabinet, took off clothes, threw fecal matter, the works. Mind you, this was actually pretty common for them, especially around winter time when they missed their family. Eventually, after hours of trying on our own to calm them down, we had to call the police. When they arrived, three officers, two very kind ones and an arrogant jerk, my client became sort of quiet and compliant. I knew from years of working with them that that was definitely not a good sign. My supervisor also noticed this and we told them to watch out, but the arrogant jerk said, we know how to do our jobs ma'am, cue malicious compliance. So I being the dutiful citizen I am shut my mouth and my supervisor did the same. We watched the client edge closer as the officers were speaking to them. I should mention they were able to get the client to put on clothes before this. When they were within arm's reach, my client made their move. As fast as lightning, my client reached their hands down into their pants and proceeded to slap the arrogant jerk in the face with their poopy hand. At that point, it was assault on an officer, so they swiftly cuffed them and sent them to a holding cell at the sheriff's department until they had calmed down enough to be released. Being a part of the IDD community prevented them from pressing any kind of charges on my client, so they got off pretty easily. The arrogant jerk, on the other hand, ended up with pink eye for two weeks. I found out later from a state trooper friend that he was pretty disliked in general, so it made for a good laugh for them as well. All I know is I'm just glad that this guy, despite the behavioral issues, didn't get in any more trouble with those cops. I'm pretty sure they did try to brief the cops beforehand before they got there that this is an IDD community situation, so you think it would be expected, but hey, I guess even some people who are absolutely seasoned with their jobs can sometimes learn a few new things. This next story is by Way Too Old 2, a goodbye gift to one of my teams. Happened quite a few years ago. Company I was working for was restructuring a lot. I managed a few small teams directly, reported myself directly to one of the CXOs. I was the huge exception. I saw little future in upcoming changes and the power struggle between the business unit managers. Bums in the company was not something I participated in. It was very ugly to say the least. 
and one of the changes I feared most was my direct boss's plans to retire, which would dump me in the fight between bums. So I was planning on my own exit. I feared for one of the team's future. They delivered a very valuable service to the rest of the staff, but due to repeated sabotage from a couple of the bums, never sold to external customers. But the team was more than ready to deliver it. After I gave my notice, a sales manager for the Saudi market demanded I help in a call and help upsell services to the customer. The customer was the type who wanted everything, the best of the best, and hints of something better that was not us, that would be a hesitant maybe, Israel, that would be a big no-no, made, was almost immediately ordered. So I sat in the stupid conference call with one goal. So the service of my threatened internal team to the customer for the same amount as the FTEs cost the company, guaranteeing that whichever bum got hold of the team after I left the company would have a really hard time getting rid of the team. While most of it was ran by the sales and pre-sales engineers and it was boring everybody, including the customer as they had nothing new to offer him, I waited my time. And just before the sales was closing up, I told the customer he was missing something and that we could provide it to him. Customer highly interested, sales and pre-sales in panic, as they had no clue about how feasible this all was, but I had enough with the one line I threw in there. Over the next days, the customer kept pressing the sales for a quote, which pre-sales could not help him with, so they ended up at my desk, and I gave them a finished proposal I had already, including an insane cost that covered the whole team, brochure-style descriptions, examples of the results, etc. All done with the help of a friendly marketing connection I had before I had given my resignation. With that, the sales was happy and forwarded to the customer, who signed an order immediately, as I expected him to do. The guy bought everything if he made him wait just the right amount of time. I left long before this was due to be delivered, and before any of the bums found out this was sold. I unfortunately didn't get to see the face of the bum that got my gift. The bum that grabbed my team was the one who had sabotaged the service from being in the normal portfolio many times. But I did get a big thank you from my former team when they found out what I'd done just before I left. As far as I know, the team remained intact till at the very least, the whole company got bought by a bigger fish. This goes beyond malicious compliance, this is OP looking out for their fellow man, making sure people they care about are not going to get totally stuffed. OP's a good person because they put in a lot of work and helped secure these people's livelihoods for a longer period of time. And our final story of the day is by Yakusaka. You don't want my help? Okay. So I work in a call center as a tech support for a big telecom company. Working for six years now and malicious compliance is one of the things that keep me sane. One of my favorite things to do is ask a screaming, irate customer if they want my help or are they just venting. We are not allowed to hang up on customers unless they refuse our help. So most of the screaming customers go, no, I don't want your help. I want my services to work, my contract to be terminated, talk to a superior, or a variation of those things. I just politely ask once more, are you sure you don't want my help? Most of them just say they are. Okay, they shouted it. So I just say, well, then thank you for calling, have a pleasant day, and I hang up. My supervisor has a sense of humor and hates the shouting customers, so I never get in trouble for that. And if a complaint is made, I'm safe. Short call, customer doesn't want my help. I'm free to answer another call. 
Honestly, I'm really glad that OP has this loophole because although I totally get in a lot of situations, people are really frustrated. Their services aren't working. Oftentimes, they're going to be liable to pay some kind of stupid fee to get it working again. Makes you want to blow up at these people and the only people you can get a hold of are the lowly call center people. But they didn't do anything to you. They're just a random person in a call center. I feel bad for the abuse they do take. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Go into an abusive situation where it's just too restrictive. I hope OP figures something out. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. I was ready to go back to school tomorrow. Aftermath, I woke up in the morning really happy and excited and I couldn't wait to see what was going to unfold. In our lunch, the assistant principal, along with a few teachers, walk around monitoring the lunch. I then see the principal, along with two police officers, pull the assistant principal and the student out. The whole lunchroom gets quiet and so many people are recording. I smirked really openly when I saw this happened. I asked one of the monitors to get a bathroom pass just so I could hear what was going on. He told me I couldn't go right now as something is going on. I was kind of sad about this but also happy. I knew what was going on but I couldn't tell anyone. Now some stuff happened in the next few days but I'll just sum it up. First day after, the day after it happened, she didn't show up but the student did. I asked him what happened, but he wouldn't say. All I knew is that he wasn't in trouble. That made me glad because he didn't have a reason to be in trouble, and that wasn't my goal. Five days after, since it was a four-day weekend that week as we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, we came to school back on Tuesday. I noticed her office was empty. I was really stunned that she got fired, and so I looked up our state's court case search. There was already one case, and it was hers. She had caused child 13 to 18 to view sex activity as the charges pressed against her. Three weeks later, the school wanted to hide this, so of course no news came out, but a new case has opened up. Her divorce case. I saw this and I instantly knew I succeeded. She should have never have been an assistant principal as she was extremely hateful and biased and even a perv. Now she's serving 10 months in prison and I don't feel bad at all. Nor should you, there's a very obvious power dynamic that makes it very, in most places, not illegal for that kind of relationship. That's also not ignoring the fact that this kid might not have been 18 yet, which the last time I checked in most places is very illegal. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.